0: Alrighty ladies and gentlemen fellas 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 welcome back into the NBA show it is returning after the weekend we take off and we focus on you know just personal life NBA not so much going to be getting as much content outside of the projections on the weekend right now when the NFL is still going on but a new week right we're going to be having NFL content NBA content, maybe even some PGA content. Later today, I'll be going on the first cut podcast to be talking about this week's Sony event, the Sony Open for the PGA, their first fuller field event, if you will. But before we do that, we have to tackle this massive slate on this pre-recorded video. We'll be live later today, as always, during these weekdays at 4 p.m. East Coast time to answer your questions, to discuss more in depth if we get any more news about this slate, but it is one crazy slate. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. We really have to jump right into this thing because I made a tweet last night and it's gotten a little bit crazier since then. 20 key players, I'll put up the tweet right now. Basically, 20 key players at the time of me tweeting last night have already been questionable or ruled out. We'll go through some of those players and touch on pretty much all of them and we're going to be doing it somewhat swiftly so you know what's going on. But there's multiple teams right now. And if you just saw the other day, yesterday, the Boston Celtics had to cancel because they only had eight players and they didn't even know if those players were going to be testing negative for COVID by today, right? So we had that team had to cancel games. We already have Dallas dealing with half their team with COVID issues, Philly dealing with half their team, if not more than that, with COVID issues and all their stars. And then you just have these general injuries and more so injuries than usual because a lot of teams are playing on back to backs. So they're trying to rest people, proactively take rest. Guys are actually injured because they're playing more often than they're actually used to playing. So this season is just going in the shitter right now in terms of guys that are actually on the court and meaningful rotations. Like we might be looking at two rotations today that you're going to be seeing guys that you never heard of for most of that. And we'll talk about them and actually identify where the value lies and wear some fake value but before we get into all that please do hit the like button big old subscribe and pops up i appreciate you all a ton and if you hit that noti bell a little bell icon right there bam 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 why not smack it around you'll be notified of when we go live later today at 4 p.m east coast time this nba video is brought to you by Superdraft. you might be saying sal what is super Draft? well Superdraft is going to be a multiplier format for example you can see on the screen behind us right now christoph porzingis he's questionable we'll get into the injuries in a second but he has a 1.3x multiplier meaning that you multiply his points that he scores today by 1.3x so he gets basically in theory 30 percent extra points some other players like con Sexton have a 1.65x 65% extra points bonus points super draft points if you will to whatever they score today we have projections down below on Patreon if you want to follow along through that it is right now projection dominant kind of like five six years ago seven years ago still in like some sports like WNBA to an extent uh, in D- DraftKings right now but the markets are getting more efficient the markets over on SuperDraft are not anywhere near that earlier this year we had Colin Sexton ruled down he was like three percent on even though he was ruled out five minutes before the game he still was only three percent owned on DraftKings well he was like 23 percent owned on SuperDraft because people just Aren't going there in time. They don't have enough time because they're checking other sites first, or they just don't remember to check it because it's not one of their priorities. Check out SuperDraft. It is going to be by far your best return on investment spot if you're playing between DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, and SuperDraft. I prefer SuperDraft in terms of ROI. If you're trying to build a bankroll, you're trying to win a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, playing DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever it might be, right? You're probably not going to win it. But if you're trying to actually build a bankroll, check out SuperDraft. My name Sal. Gives you a free money bonus up to a thousand dollars in a slow drip format, meaning you get it as you play. That is S A L to let them know that you came from me. So let's get through these injuries because there are a lot of them. It's in alphabetical order in terms of your team. So, Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to be out for Atlanta today. Just adding to some more guard depth is going to have to go through there. Kevin Horder, Cam Reddish might be picking up some bigger minutes coming off of arguably his best game of the season. Going to Cleveland, same stuff is still happening here, right? You still don't have Kevin Love. Darius Garland is still out with a shoulder injury. Colin Sexton is going to be questionable with this ankle injury after he was late scratched a couple nights ago. Now, you're going to have Colin Sexton coming in here questionable again after missing their previous game. What does that do for players? Well, it's going to be giving guys like, I mean, Damian Dotson played 40 minutes in the last game. Not too sure. I think that's going to continue to happen. The rookie Okoro, who has not been good, he's only averaging 0.38, I repeat, 0.38 fantasy points per minute so far this season. But you'll see a lot more usage when there's not going to be any Darius Garland or Colin Sexton on the court, going to guys like Chetty Osman, right? Larry Nance is still out there, but he's not going to be changing too much when you're standing next to a 40% rebounding monster and Andre Drummond. But Damian Dotson moves up to a 0.83 fantasy point per minute guy with a 20% usage rate. Uh, stats coming from add more funds if you want to check them out. Chetty Osmond as well will be another player. You'll get a little bit more usage out of some other guys if Sexton was to miss but it's mainly probably going to be coming down to Chetty Osman and also Damian Dotson. Both of them somewhat in play, but neither of them priorities, even if Sexton was to miss. Moving over to Dallas now is going to be a team that is absolutely hammered by quote unquote health protocols right now. Who is going to be out at this point? Maxi Kleber tested positive for COVID. He's in two week quarantine. Christoph Porzingis, nothing to do with COVID, just his injury. He's on track right now based on the time frame they gave him to be coming back in mid to end of January, early February. Similar situation in terms of time frame for Kemba Walker from Boston. Another team that can use a player since they are down so many bodies due to COVID right now, but he's going to be questionable to me. If he returns tonight, I almost can guarantee you that he's going to be on a minutes limit. This is a guy who was on a minutes limit last year, most of the year. He was on limits in terms of not playing back to back. So if he was to return today, I mean, at most, I'd probably give him like 24, 25 minutes. I'm sure they're probably going to say he's going to play like 20 minutes or somewhere around there. So not really interested in him. If anything, he just kind of ruins some potential for some other value pieces on the slate. Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Josh Richardson, all of those guys right now who play big minutes for them, right? 32 plus minutes for Josh Richardson a game, 30 for Dorian Finney-Smith, close to 20 for Jalen Brunson so far. All those guys are not going to be playing today including maxi kleber now maxi kleber no dorian finney smith means that james johnson who played in that last game upwards of 25 plus minutes and played very well is going to become a value the only way that i have interest in james johnson though is if you continue to see one Christoph Porzingis miss games if Christoph comes in and plays 22 24 minutes it really impacts the ceiling potentially you get out of James Johnson who might not play more than 20 minutes at that point but Luca obviously looks great with all these guys out James Johnson is somebody that I would turn to Trey Burke is also a decent option I mean Trey Burke in very limited sample size Tim Hardaway junior we'll see some more minutes but Tim Hardaway Jr. is priced up to almost 7k I could probably get away from that Trey Burke only played 20 minutes in the last game 21 to be exact scored 40 plus points I could probably get away from that maybe he gets a little bit more run now uh, 24 minutes somewhere around there so he's decent but he's also priced up I would probably right now prefer the most Luca and James Johnson from that team as we scroll down now. So, you know, we're banging out some guys here at a quick rate in terms of all these guys that are going to be out. Uh, we can now get to like the second half of the list, starting with one TJ McConnell, former Philadelphia 76er. He's just out today for personal issues. You're probably just going to see a little bit more Aaron Holiday. Maybe Holiday remains in the starting lineup at the two guard spot. Doesn't really matter too much though, because Brogdon, Christoph Porzingis, they just soak up so much uses. Victor Oladipo now. So it's not really going to be too much of an issue for me. You'll probably see some Edmund Sumner in the rotation, but not much impact for DFS. In New Orleans, we have Steven Adams questionable with migraines. This is something that Steven Adams has actually dealt with for a little bit of time now. This is going to be pretty impactful because anytime you get a backup center coming in, I don't have interest in Adams if he plays at $6,700 on this slate, but if anytime that you might potentially see a backup center go in, more center minutes for Zion Williamson, who I already have some interest in, Jackson Hayes would be the one to step up. He's averaging about 0.89 fantasy points per minute so far this season. So I think that that's going to be a situation where, yeah, Jackson Hayes maybe slightly starts to come into play for us. Jackson Hayes averages even with Steven Adams off the court because all their minutes are off the court together the same exact rates 0.89 fantasy points per minute and a 22 percent defensive rebounding rate so if steven adams was to miss and jackson hayes was to start i would still probably prefer like zion if we're just talking about fantasy per minute wise over jackson hayes but he would start to slowly come into play for new york still some guys are going to be out frank neil keen the one that got the ex- injury designation but you're still dealing with no will be top in there you're still dealing with some other guys like dennis smith jr not out there so it's going to affect alfred payton he's still a fair price at 6400 i think he's in play for orlando you have michael carter williams already ruled out for this game you're going to be having obviously no Markel Fultz he is done for the season so you got a lot of guards down right now and it's only going to get worse if again you get no Evan Fournier here so with Evan Fournier expected to play today with both Markel Fultz and Michael Carter Williams off the court you're seeing right now a lot of minutes the most minutes on the team for Cole Anthony but he really hasn't come through these past couple of days still seeing a high usage rate of 24% but shooting just 32% I repeat 32% effective field goal rate I mean anything honestly below the mid 40s is absolutely terrible so he's been a very bad shooter right now so yes people don't want to play him because he probably played him chalk two games ago last game he might have played him again and yeah he's going to burn you but this guy's not going to shoot this bad unless he's going to be out of the NBA in a year or two right so if Cole Anthony actually starts shooting he's going to start scoring you these 30 35 point days I can understand if you want to get away from it though but all these other value pieces don't stand out to me Gary Clark averaging less than 0.5 fantasy points per minute Dwayne Bacon at 0.65 these guys aren't that great you're getting Terrence Ross around a fantasy point per minute this is if Evan Fournier plays if Evan Fournier does not play well then it becomes even more compelling to try and play a guy like Cole Anthony if we're assuming he's not going to continue to shoot like he's one of the worst NBA players in the league and you're going to be seeing Terrence Ross basically keeping the same role because he still plays 30, 32 minutes, somewhere around there. I'd probably get a little bit more interest in Vucevic if that happened, but Orlando in general, all their value pieces outside of Cole Anthony, who just hasn't been coming on right now, but he will come on soon. It could be this game. It could be next game. He's not going to continue to shoot this bam. The law of regression, the biggest word in fantasy sports right now, the, the, the word that like 45-year-old dudes on Twitter like to argue about uh, when it comes to uh, if Aaron Jones was going to be good in fantasy football this year. He was fine. It's going to be the same thing that people want to argue about about Devontae Adams next year. The law of regressions, so it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine as well. But anyways, let's now move to Philadelphia where only one name is listed but you can see in my notes section to the right that this is their whole fucking team right Ben Simmons is out right now with a knee injury but then you have Tobias Harris, Milton, Seth Curry, Forcon, Corkmoss, Theibel these are all huge minutes rotations guys or starters like Harris and Curry and Ben Simmons that are going to be out Joel Embiid is also questionable himself so this team is down to basically nothing right now which you saw in the last game over the weekend when there was basically nothing going on I think it was one of the earlier afternoon games you saw Mr. Tyrese Maxey one of the rookies go absolutely berserk he was forced into basically playing 40 plus minutes and he scored 60 plus fantasy points now he's a point guard so he'll see a little bit more usage if you try and take all these guys off the court that we just mentioned and we can do that right now you're going to basically have no minute sample right you're gonna have that minute sample of that last game so whatever they did in that game like Tyreen Maxey going off in that game shooting really well having a lot of usage playing 40 plus minutes it's going to basically just show you what he did in that game so it's going to kind of dilute your thinking and say oh he's going to do this every single game that's not the case by any means but what you're going to get is Mike Scott potentially it seems like he's going to be returning today I don't think that that matters all that much if I'm being completely honest with you taking all six of those guys off the court assuming Embiid isn't I will still have some interest in Embiid I will I have interest in tyron maxi more so because he is going to see higher usage because he is a point guard guys like isaiah joe who are playing bigger minutes they're not going to see usage they're just your like standard shooting guards right 0.63 fantasy points per minute and his 60 minutes of play with all these guys off the court this year a 17 percent usage rate i mean danny green naturally you'll get a little bit more usage there you'll get a little bit more ball handling responsibilities still comes down to if he's making shots so yes this is going to be a very very thin and even thinner like if you get no Joel and beat either well then just fire up guys like tony bradley fire up guys like dwight howard as well but philly is going to be a shit show and sacramento is going to be a questionable tag for Rashawn Holmes if he's out more minutes for Mr. Hassan Whiteside who played 24 minutes in the last game and looked pretty good and questionable buddy healed as well guard depth will be uh, getting thin there and then in Washington Thomas Bryant early in their last game towards ACL done for the season so you're going to be seeing some players step up there will be Robert Lopez getting the start will be Mo Wagner getting the start both of them played decent in the last game Wagner much better in 20 minutes of play Lopez 21 minutes of play after a few minutes of Thomas Bryant before he got hurt I assume Robin Lopez starts there $4,100 I would prefer Mo Wagner at $3,600 Russell Westbrook out in this game you'll probably see Rahul Nito gets some more run as a starter. He has been fine in like one game this year, not really paying off with an increased price tag now. Ish Smith, Jerome Robinson should get some more guard minutes and then all the usage in the world goes over to Bradley Beal. So with that being said, a lot of injuries I know probably took us about 10 minutes to get through the injuries, but a lot of information in there as well for you to be prepared for usage rates wise on off numbers. Let's go over now to the early interest. Early interest, what I tried to do here was basically take a player. It's in alphabetical order. I tried to take a player from each team. Now, obviously there's no Atlanta should be at the top. I didn't really see anybody from Atlanta that I thought was great value. I do think that DeAndre Hunter is playing fantastic right now so that could be a player from atlanta but i tried to go by each team and find at least a player or two that i liked a lot based on my early baseline projections minutes projections a bunch of usage rate stuff stuff that goes into there to get my player projections for the day that you can find every single day updated up until the lock down below on patreon patreon.com backslash sal underscore underscore so you can check all that out but we'll start up at the top right now with mr Lamelo ball and lamello ball this is going to be very exciting Lamelo ball is about to enter the starting rotation i mean they can't keep going on without Lamelo ball being in the starting rotation in my opinion in charlotte right now we're going to see very soon Lamelo ball take over for Devontae. going who continues to start Devonte graham closed the last game as well started the last game and played 32 minutes the mellow ball didn't close the last game but he kind of did he was like on the court for like the final four minutes and then he was checking in and out for whatever reasons foul trouble towards the end of it a little bit checking in and out because he was missing some shots the mellow ball did not start the last game but he still went off he's still basically averaging like 30 minutes a game over the last four or five games he went off for a triple double 60 plus fantasy points yes that price point is getting up there at seven thousand dollars but we're expecting him to be the star player on this team gordon hayward was that guy to start the season but the mellow ball is showing that he has arrived that he's ready to play even if he's not going to be extremely effective Efficient that will come the passing is absolutely fantastic right now his in terms of leading in offense and setting up plays looks fantastic right now if we just want to touch on what he's doing rates wise this season in 248 minutes of play he's averaging 1.34 i repeat 1.34 fantasy points a minute that is obviously not going to continue or at least he's unless he's going to be uh the next russell westbrook right something like that in terms of how efficient he's going to be damian lillard like all these types of fantasy point minute producers that are around that 1.3 number but 24.6 percent usage rate leads the team right now a 35 assist percentage by far leads the team and yes the next closest fantasy point per minute producer on this team is going to be 1.09 from Gordon Hayward. LaMelo Ball is an absolute monster. Even if he regresses to like 1.15, 1.2 fantasy points per minute, $7,000 is way too cheap if he's going to be playing around 30 minutes. For Cleveland, there's a couple of guys that I think are definitely in play. Damian Dotson, you could get to if there's no Colin Sexton. If Colin Sexton plays, I like him as long as there's no minutes limit. He's going to play 38 minutes and he's honestly too cheap now, in my opinion. Andre Drummond's price point is getting up there to the point where, okay, it might be too expensive now, but we're at least seeing him play the minutes. He played 40 plus minutes in that last game. We're now seeing a couple of games in a row back, a back, to back minutes in the 30s he's played 312 minutes the second most on this team this year averaging 1.47 fantasy points per minute he closed out that last game and he's averaging a 39 i repeat a 39 percent defensive rebounding rate that is directly hurting larry nance's overall numbers and upside at his price point who's only averaging a 14 percent defensive rebounding rate so far this year and only a 9 percent total rebounding rate to 27 percent for andre drummond so drummond's in play he's the cab that as of right now i'd get to the most if sexton is going to be in at that price point i would prefer sexton going now to dallas we already touched on james johnson to a less extent, but James Johnson in that last game, because there's no Dorian Finney-Smith, there's no Maxi Kleber. So the big men's and the power forwards are just getting kind of washed out right now for Dallas. James Johnson in that last game played 26 minutes. He shot four of six overall. He had five rebounds and he scored 28.25 fantasy points. I think James Johnson at $4,100 is a fine option, assuming that Christoph Porzingis is going to miss as well. And then you get over to Luka Doncic, who has just been playing fantastic this year. And honestly, all these guys that are missing right now, none of them are high usage players. Like if in the last game you saw the rookie ended up started green, Josh Green next to Luka Doncic. But if you ended up seeing Trey Burke next. So that could hurt Luka to a lesser extent because Trey Burke is a pretty good fantasy point per minute producer. Trey Burke has a nice usage rate of 20.7%, but Jalen Brunson's out. Somebody that was 24% usage rate, a uh, second on this team, only behind Luka. You're still going to have Tim Hardaway Jr. starting. So nothing's really, in my opinion, going to change for Luka. He's averaging 1.55 fantasy points per minute. I actually think he's closer to a 1.65 fantasy point per minute producer on the season when you don't see Kristoff's over a longer sample size on the court. So Luka, if anything, might be a little bit underpriced still. So Luka's in play for me as the top pay-up option if you're choosing between guys like Luka, if you're choosing between guys like Luka and Giannis today there's no Westbrook on this slate if you're talking about the 10k plus range it would be Luca for me right now it's hard not to like what you're seeing out of some of these indie studs mainly DeMontis Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon Sabonis in that 9k range he's priced right around Drummond it's honestly a coin flip for me for which one you want to get to Sabonis is still center eligible only so it's not really like you're getting positionality there so I'll just go to Malcolm Brogdon at $8,300 who if you're going to price Malcolm Brogdon cheaper than Fred VanVleet right around Kyle Lowry it's just not right in my opinion Malcolm Brogdon is playing similar minutes to those guys he's playing basically 38 to 39 to 40 minutes a night massive minutes second most on the team right now, only two minutes behind Demontis Sabonis, averaging a 24% usage rate and 1.18 fantasy points per minute. That's better than what you're getting out of guys like Kyle Lowry, who are averaging 1.1 for the same price point. Fred VanVleet's averaging around the same, but that's going to definitely come down back to earth in my opinion. He leads the team right now with a 29% assist percentage. Brogdon at $8,300 is the guard in that 8K range that I think I like the most. He might be the player in the 8K range that I like the most right now. You got guys like Pascal Siakam around there for a little bit cheaper that are similar in terms of upside, medium projection, in my opinion, but just those minutes that you're getting stability. Like Some games Siakam might only play 35 minutes, which is still a lot, but Brogdon every single night is playing 38 to 40 minutes, if not more. Going over to New Orleans, I think that right now what you're getting out of Brandon Ingram is just a little bit high of a price point. He got up a little bit higher than this, but he's close to $9,000 now. He could still pay that price tag off, but I'd rather go down to, depending on what happens with Steven Adams, you can go up to the backup Jackson Hayes. But I think it helps Zion more either way. Zion right now averaging 1.14 fantasy points a minute. I think by the end of the year, that probably hits 1.2. He's averaging right now a 30% usage rate, which is the highest on the team, and a 16% defensive rebounding rate, which is only going to come up as well, right? You got guys like Josh Hart on this team, a very good rebound wing player he's averaging like a 28 percent defensive rebounding rate you're gonna see zion getting a little bit more active in the rebounding space that's what's basically separating the price between ingram and zion right now ingram's best just peripheral stats are assists at 29 percent zions are just rebounds and they're just nowhere near that 20 plus percent that they should be so zion at 7,800, i could probably just stay away from new orleans in general today unless some news breaks but he would be the one player that i would go to for the knicks still down a bunch of guards so you're going to get Alfred Payton in play for me still he's still going to start and in most games that stay close play 30 plus minutes average around one to 1.05 fantasy points per minute for Orlando some things might change but this Orlando team is pretty weird so we'll scroll up here so you can see Vooch on the screen the Orlando team is pretty weird because all their value basically stinks like Cole Anthony we, we went pretty much in depth that I think he's going to continue to get minutes he's going to continue with no Marco Fultz and it's only going to get better for him and if there's no Evan Fournier it continues to get better they're already lacking depth with no Michael Carter Williams today so I think that Terrence Ross slowly starts to become in play for GPPs only he's kind of at a fair price point. Vooch at $8,900 is just cheap, right? Vooch is normally like a $92, $9,300 player. It's nothing crazy. He'll get you 45, 50 points. He probably won't get you 60 or 70. 26% usage rate this year, 32% defensive rebounding rate, and 1.43 fantasy points a minute. He looks good. If you want to take the risk yet again, Cole Anthony is probably properly priced now, but he's not going to continue to shoot 38% from the field, right? Unless he does for the next couple days, and then he starts to get benched, and then he just slowly starts to get himself out of the league, like the guy that he's now starting in place of, Markel Fultz. Never got out of the league, but had changed teams because of how bad he was shooting. We'll see what happens with the former North Carolina guard Cole Anthony but and based on just regression I think he's going to start to shoot a little bit better than that but he might already be priced for it. Philadelphia we talked about all the guys that are out today with all those guys out I mean the offense is going to have to flow through Joel Embiid so if Joel Embiid is in I like him at $9,800 I'd probably prefer Joel Embiid if the ownership is going to be more on Andre Drummond for $600 more I'll go to Joel Embiid today you just to suspect 32 plus minutes out of him as long as the game stays closed with all these guys out he's gonna have to average somewhere around he already averages like 1.5 fantasy points a minute 1.52 in the season you'd expect he gets even more volume does he remain efficient with that volume? but really determine if he has a massive day. Tyrese Maxey, the rookie who we saw pop off in that last game. I assume Tyrese Maxey starts at the point guard position today. You'll probably see some Danny Green increase minutes too. So, guys like Tyrese Maxey at $4,700 offer some really nice value with all these guys out. We already have news that there's no Tobias Harris or Curry or Corkmoss Kork- or Thibault, right? Any of these guys are already out. No Ben Simmons either. So, I think Maxey probably plays 32 plus minutes yet again today, and that's going to lead to a nice value option for you. I assume ownership will follow it. If you're going to Phoenix, all these guys up top and Phoenix at similar price points Booker Chris Paul Aiton they basically have all looked the same today they've been playing fine but they're cutting into each other too much at this point I do think that Booker will slowly start to increase as he has over the last couple of days as he's playing better I think that Chris Paul out of the three of them at $7,200 is the one that offers you the most upside pretty consistent hard for him to kill you at that price tag but can give you some upside if he has a big assist game double double into the 40s and 50s but the guy that I like the most there and maybe he's just getting a little bit more minutes because Jay Crowder has dealt with foul trouble these past couple of games but it seems like the minutes are pretty stable either way is somebody who's coming on late last season after he came back from his injury but cam johnson at just 4200 the thing that i like about him is he is small forward eligible on DraftKings, so you can get rid of a pretty bad position there shove him in there and he's getting big minutes as of late or bigger right this is a guy who's been basically playing 20 to 22 minutes a game last two games 27 minutes 29 minutes last couple of games he scored over around 25 26 fantasy points per game and now he's just 4200 again is it because you see some foul trouble four fouls and five fouls in two of the last three games for jay crowder a little bit of that yes but cam johnson is a good player that he at least has a floor probably around the 22 minute mark in this offense which he can still get you there if you were to play it. He's playing very good this year with 0.96 fantasy points per minute and averages around a 20% overall usage rate. So he's not a standout smash play. I'd rather Tyrese Maxey, but he is somebody that probably goes a little bit lesser known and lesser owned today. You go down a little bit more, Yusuf Nurcic is going to be a staple of this show, a staple of this program, I think, because look at what Yusuf Nurcic has done this season. And basically any games where he gets his full minutes, and why is he not getting full minutes? Sometimes it's foul trouble, but the far majority of the time it's blowouts. Portland is playing in an uncharacteristic amount of blowouts so far this season. One, because they're a bad team, but they're also doing a lot of blowing out on their side. Nurcic at 60, 16- Six hundred dollars for an eight thousand dollars plus player. Yes, this is an eighty five hundred dollar player. When the games stay close, look, he's played twenty three minutes and he still got your thirty five fantasy points. He played twenty three minutes. Why is it this happening? Because they won their last game by twenty six. The game before that, they won their game by eighteen. So he's not getting his fourth quarter run. He's not getting his final six minutes of play when he should be playing thirty minutes, thirty two minutes a night. Right? He got your thirty fantasy points when he only played twenty three minutes. Then they end up winning by three. He plays twenty eight minutes. He gets in foul trouble in that game, sadly, so you don't see the thirty plus. But he gets your thirty eight overall fantasy points at sixty four hundred dollars. Nurture to somebody that's not getting his full minutes. The game. Before that, 23 in a blowout, 18 in a blowout, 23 in a blowout, right? This guy cannot see his 30 plus minutes. He's only seen it one time this year because every single game this season, besides three games, have blown out for Portland. That is crazy. And in, in those games that don't blow out, he's getting you 35 fantasy points, he's getting you 38 fantasy points, and he's getting you 37 fantasy points. This is a very good player. Obviously, the odds are right now, early in the season, that they're in a bunch of blowouts. This matchup against Toronto today, if anything, I would say that Toronto would be doing the blowing out of uh, Yusuf Nurcic in the Portland Trailblazers. That is the concern. Nurcic is basically locked into 23 minutes. His three quarters of rotation. Getting basically seven to eight minutes per quarter. If he can just get some of those last minutes, some of that closing line at minutes, he's going to be a very good value at 6,600. It's basically baking in blowout risk, and I don't like doing that all that much, so I like this price point on him. Marvin Bagley is fine. He's gotten to start at the five because Rashawn Holmes missed the last game. If Rashawn Holmes misses again, I'll have interest in Bagley because starting at the five long term, I think, is his normal position. I like that a lot for Bagley as well. Easier points, and at $5,700, it's just too cheap. If Rashawn Holmes is active today, well, then you're going to have no interest in Hassan Whiteside. So if Holmes is out, Whiteside probably plays. He played 24 minutes in the last game. 20 to 24 minutes he's cheap enough to be in play on this type of a slate but if you get Holmes actually in and active no interest in Whiteside who probably sees like 10 to 12 minutes of play if that and then lesser interest in Marvin Bagley who will start to slide back to the four where he has not been as great this year and he's actually been frustrated and his dad has come out on Twitter and basically said like trade my son and put him in the right position which is not great for Marvin Bagley's looks but if Holmes is active both Bagley and Holmes are actually in play for me at their price points I might lean a little bit more t- towards Holmes if we have news that there's not going to be any minutes limit for toronto i prefer pascal siakam right now just at his cheapest price point over fred van vliet who i think you're buying at a high point i think right now you're getting the average and fair price point on kyle lowry and then i think pascal siakam if anything is a couple hundred dollars too cheap so i like pascal siakam still playing major minutes seeing about 36 minutes per game this year in a 25 percent usage rate chris bouchard six thousand dollars he's honestly getting up there in price to the point where you might have to go okay unless this guy starts playing 28 minutes we got to get away from him but it's really hard to say that when chris bouchard is averaging 1.39 fantasy points per minute so far this season and now his minutes are increasing right He's been actually starting in a couple of these games. He played 24 minutes in the last game and he scored you 30 plus fantasy points because he's just that damn good. A 20% defensive rebounding rate, 1.39 fantasy points per minute. It basically just comes down to how many minutes is Chris Bouchard going to play on the court today? If you can project him for 24 minutes, he's going to look pretty decent still at $6,000. Yes, the price point is coming up, but it's hard to ignore. And also there's a ceiling to his minutes, 29 minutes in the prior game to that, right? So he plays 29 minutes, scores 49 fantasy points, 24 minutes in his last two games, and then he gets 37 and a half fantasy points. As long as he starts or continues to be somebody that's going to be this rotation, you're probably seeing 24 plus minutes of play because he is excelling and absolutely dominating when he's on the court. And the other guy in that rotation is Aaron Baines, who is doing the exact opposite right now. So Bouchard, $6,000, his 1.85X multiplier in Superdraft, their presenting sponsor. Again, use the code SAL. What are you waiting for? S-A-L to get a free money bonus up to $1,000 rooskies. Also looks pretty damn good over there. And then the final team that we could touch on is going to be the Washington Wizards in this one. The Washington Wizards are going to be without Russell Westbrook today, no Thomas Bryant. So what do I like? Well, I like Bradley Beal a lot without Russell Westbrook today because basically this season, whenever one of them is not on the court you're probably going to be playing the other one or at least have a lot of interest in the other one so we no Westbrook on the court you're also going to see more rebounding upside right so that would help Thomas Bryant but again he's done for the season with an ACL tear so this season without Russell Westbrook on the court what you're getting I'm not going to take Thomas Bryant off as well because then you're not going to get a big enough sample but without Russell Westbrook on the court you're getting Bradley Beal to average 1.63 1.63 a massive number fantasy points per minute on DraftKings you're getting him to average right now a 26% assist percentage at $9900 Bradley Beal he's probably in that range of if Joel Embiid plays those two guys are probably my two favorite expensive players or payup options on the slate today earlier I mentioned that Luca was for my 10k plus range between Luca and Giannis but if we're just talking about paying up in general today it's going to be looking like Bradley Beal probably right there 1a 1b with Joel Embiid for me and then Mo Wagner so I do think that Robin Lopez probably starts today maybe that gets him 24 minutes of play split to it with Mo Wagner maybe they go small for some of the minutes with Rui and give uh, Mo Wagner 20 minutes Robin Lopez like 23 24 and then Rui gets a couple minutes at the five I think that a lot of these guys are in play today I really don't want to be chasing Raul Neto Halu Neto right the guy's probably going to, want to be starting in place he has the past couple of games for Mr. Russell Westbrook. I think he's fine if you wanted to get there. The rotational minutes for guys like Ish Smith. if Smith starts, I'd be more interested in going there. But the rotational minutes for guys like Smith, Jerome Robinson will come up, but probably won't be interested in them. What I'm probably going to be most interested in is Bradley Beal. Rui is fine. Davis Burton still seems to be on some sort of a minutes limit. So don't feel comfortable going there. And then between Mo Wagner and Robin Lopez, I mean, Mo Wagner to me is just a better fantasy player, if not the better real life player. If he starts smash play at $3,600. If he doesn't, you're probably trying to get some sort of value out of 20 to 22 minutes of play. Maybe you can get to 20. Four minutes of play out of him. He averages one point oh seven fantasy points per minute so far this season. Mo Wagner. He hasn't played a lot of minutes, but that's because Thomas Bryant has been playing thirty minutes a game, and then Robert Lopez has been the direct backup. So Mo Wagner in a lot of these games just hasn't been in the rotation. Just forty-five minutes so far this season, but he played about half of those in the last game. So I suspect Mo Wagner to be the backup center in this game to play somewhere into the low twenties and minutes. Look like a decent option. Again, if you want to play Robin Lopez, he's fine. He's cheap in the low four K range as well. I just think that there's a lack of a ceiling on Robert Lopez, as there's more of a ceiling on Mo Wagner. But the minute ceiling is definitely higher if he starts for robert lopez so that's where i'm at right now for the slate a pretty big slate right now an eight game slate to start the week with just massive news because of some covid stuff that's going on general injuries so just keep an eye on it be sure to check back over the injuries throughout the day we'll be live at 4 p.m east coast time i have to record a golf show at 5 with rick Gaiman on the first cut podcast by cbs so be sure to check that out probably go out either later tonight or on tuesday i think so we'll have to cut the live stream short we'll probably go from about 4 to 4 40 tonight just so i have enough time to be able to prep and be ready for that next show after that get all the lights set up get everything i need to set up for that Get myself a drink of water give yourself a mind break from all the lights so i appreciate you tuning in like and subscribe before you go check out patreon for the updates later today because there's going to be a lot of updates when this many players are already ruled out or questionable and stuff like that it was a wacky slate this past weekend if you played any of them i'm suspecting the same thing to happen on an even bigger slate now an eight game slate tonight for monday right now january 11th thank you for tuning in be sure to support the sponsor of the slow SuperDraft draft and i'll see you at 4 p.m on the live stream today peace out gang and enjoy the rest of your day